0: Good evening, Bob. How are things? Things are, you know, fine. They're fine. Hey, well, welcome to I'm Actually Comics. Things are fine over here. Uh, and this is uh, the week of free comic book day, so well, there's not a ton of comics out seems for weird. us to discuss. It seems as though you might actually go crazier on free comic book day.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like the time when most people are in the store. Like, why
0: wouldn't you have more? I guess they must have realized that floppies don't sell that well. I mean, or, I don't feel like I sell back issues that time. You know, it doesn't feel like that's a big back issue selling time. Or it's ma- like trades and toys and weird shit that seems to be much more the deal on free comic book day.
1: I see. There's also, I was thinking maybe it was because like you're spending money on stuff that you're giving away. So maybe they're like giving you a break.
0: (sighs) I mean, yeah, the, the bill does come due this week. You know, they, they ship in multiple stages, but I think most of the bill is coming due this week. So having a lower, a lower total did help. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know (laughs) either way. Uh, I don't know what we're doing for free comic book day, and I know it's only a few days away. Sorry, we'll figure it out. Um, Anyway, let's talk about these. It is Saturday. Yes. So let's talk about these comics. Comics. Uh, Firstly, I'm going to talk about the fact that there is a new printing of the Annihilation Omnibus. Uh, You should read it if you like cosmic Marvel stuff. It's probably the best cosmic Marvel thing ever. Um, I love it. You love it. Bob loves it. The I world love it. loves it. Annihilation. Annihilation. It's what. It, it
1: annihilated me when it came out. Me too. So much. It's, I haven't read it since. It's but what brought I did the like world
0: uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot as members of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's
1: a, the entire existence of the yeah. modern gar- Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Totally true. Yes. Um, so the first book this week is Avengers Forever. Which has some fun stuff in it. It does have some fun stuff in it. There's some, some really cool character choices, some weird uh, some weird stuff that they do. I like it. I like Probably. the Ghost Goblin. Yes, the Ghost Goblin is good. Go- 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 bad. Yes, enjoyed that. Yes. And there was oh. a
1: planet of Man-Things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Wade Boggs exists in the world, and Man-Thing exists. Shouldn't they just swap names? Clearly Man-Thing wades more Boggs than Wade Boggs. <laughs> Wait, what? It's Why wouldn't music. you call him Wade Boggs and call Wade Boggs man thing? Because he's a man. I don't know about it being a thing, but. Oh, I get it. Because he's from a bog. Yeah, he wades through bogs. He wades through bogs. That's yeah. very clever. I don't it took understand. It a second. It
1: was a, that was a, you had to it's a, it's a thinker. <laughs> it's, it's a thinker. Uh, okay. Wade Boggs. <laughs>
0: From now on, I'm calling Swamp Thing Wade Boggs. Well, man, man thing is wait, Wade Boggs. Also, they well, could both. You know what? Be. They could both be Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs one and two. Is At what least I'm gonna Swamp
1: call Thing him. is not gender specific. It's just like he's just a swamp thing. Exactly. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they chose to gender this particular pile of vegetation, but yeah, he doesn't have genitalia. Although although actually, no, he has that that those, mossy patch. Yeah, he's got that thing on his face. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think maybe that's the dick, and that's what they're referring to. Oh, whoever yeah. knows fear burns at <laughs> the touch of the face genitalia of man <laughs> thing. Why, uh, Batman? Oh. One twenty-three. I read it.
1: I didn't. It's just part of that crossover that eh. is waiting until Chip Zdarsky becomes the writer of Batman.
0: Word, uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year Two. It's fine. Cool. I like the first issue. I didn't read this one. I just want every
1: Batman Beyond to be in the style of Darwin Cook, yeah, or the animated series. And so like when it's like super realism art or like whatever, you know, like passes for realism art for comics. Um Mm -hmm. I prefer it. But that said, it was it was
0: it was just fine. It was just Just fine. fine. Um we've got uh reprints of Batman Beyond the White Knight number one. Uh, so we got those. They're all signed by Sean, and uh, we also have, uh, I think, one copy of the one in twenty-five left at this point. Uh-huh. As of, unfortunately, all we have left is one remarked copy. Uh, we've sold everything else, but uh, there you go. Wow! If you want one very expensive remarked copy, it's up there.
1: <laughs> It'll probably be sold by the time anyone it hears this.
0: Probably will be. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, Batman Killing Time number three. Yeah, that's a that's a Batman comic. Looks I did not in, read it. looks Batman-y. It there's does. lots of Batman villains in it. It looks like there's lots of Batman in it. Uh, ben Reilly, Spider-Man, number four of five. This seems weird timing-wise. Sure does.
1: But I did read it, and it seems fine. Yep. Sorry um, to be so mediocre. My, no, my, th- uh, that one's understandable. I read because there isn't that much stuff.
0: Exactly. Uh, what about Black Panther Legends? I didn't Ooh, read that. I
1: liked it. It's a, it's a it's a Black Panther Fantastic yeah. Four team up, and it has that great uh, Ba variant oh my God, cover. That so cover is
0: so sweet. Yeah, it's fantastic. The finger puppet versions of the Fantastic Four and Black Panther. Yes. And Black Panther is the thumb, and he's scaring them, which is really <laughs> funny. It's great. I
1: love him. He's really good. I love his style. I love how unique <laughs> his style fast. is. Um, so fun. Yeah,
0: he's uh, great. Deadly Class number 52 is out. This is like, we're Coming headed to the towards end. the
1: end. Yeah, I saw, I actually, uh, man, the art is really good. I'm going to say uh, something really nice about Remender, but I'm going to wait until his other comic.
0: Okay. <laughs> his other comic, Dynamite, never dies, number three. No, but I did read that, and it is, there are no zombies in it. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> I thought that was kind of strange.
1: The only thing they good talk about talk about zombies in it all.
0: All that really matters to me is that that species cover is pretty great. You read Sonya as uh, whatever her name is from species Oh man, I can't remember that L No. I don't remember. I, remember. I know
1: who you're talking about. I know the Eve? actress. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Marishka Hargate, that's who I'm gonna say. This <laughs> yes. Time. Um Earth Prime number three of six, Legends of Tomorrow.
1: I started to read this, but then I stopped because I still have several seasons of Legends of Tomorrow oh, no. to read, and there was too many things that I was like, Oh, this isn't
0: You mean to watch?
1: watch yes. Oh, yes sorry sorry watch i watch tv and i read comic books <laughs> um i have to get that straight in my head sometimes um it's comic books are like a movie to my brain <laughs> it, it um, is your first day on earth so i understand <laughs> this is the first time i've ever <laughs> spoken aloud about watching television um it's so no shameful. it's uh yeah it's just like the comic clearly starts from a point past where i have right. viewed and i thought well this is just fine you however i can't read any more of it <laughs> uh, we have
0: Firepower, number 20.
1: I'm so far behind on Firepower that I didn't read this at Genie all, Club. but I did bring it home. And at some point, now that I've organized my entire stupid collection Ooh. of comics, I will read all of Firepower. Nice.
0: Uh, Flashpoint Beyond, number one. This is your area of expertise. Well, this, I, I thought this was amazing. I'm, nice. I'm a big fan of the Flashpoint universe, and this has some really big breaking moments that almost feel like they should have been in the original flashpoint series, which is weird for something like this, hmm. you know, where it's it, a lot of times when they'll do something where it's removed in time by like two years without, we did this crazy alternate universe, you know, like when the X-Men are like, Oh look, we've got days of future past. Hmm. They have pretty much spent the penny by the time they're done. And then they come back, and it's like, well, everybody's fucking dead. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, there's no there's no plot to, there's no place to go from there. Oh, and, remember those people you didn't see? They were alive, and uh, now they can die. Right, exactly. But in this, it's like, this is some major plot stuff that's actually being resolved. And it's some actual Game of Thrones shit going on with the characters. And it's, I, I thought it was, I thought it was really fun. And That's cool. If you liked Flashpoint, I think you're going to really dig this issue.
1: I think the thing for me that was hard was that I it had been so long since I read Flashpoint, Fair. I couldn't remember what happened in it and it was confusing.
0: Yeah. No, there's some there's some sweet payback that was like missing from the first run nice. where it was like, "Huh, that is weird that this went unpunished." Hmm. Where it's like a really big dangling thread from the original Flashpoint that I was like, "Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. That probably should have happened. Yeah. So
1: well, Jeff Johns did write at least co-write it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's like with his like proteges who are currently uh, DC writers, like the guy that writes uh, Titans Academy is one of those guys.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, G fan number one thirty five. I'm a fan of G's. It's pretty great. Spending G's. It's a beautiful (laughs) cover. Yeah, it is. Um, we got giant sized X Men Thunderbird number one. So I
1: his X Men comic I bought. I, yeah, I, I'm I bringing it, it home. It was great. Yeah, I like it. I like his new costume too. It's cool. Like
0: his new costume a lot, and also I I mean. Listen, and it's not the biggest point about this, but let's face it, the fact that it is a Native American character who's being written by a Native American person and drawn yeah. by a Native American person totally. is pretty
1: awesome. Also, I just have felt removed from the garbage that I hate about the X-Men, so it was exactly. cool. Like, it's just like a proud Stark, And I was like, I always liked that character, and part of me is like, eh, you know, you're bringing back a character. But it's also, it's well. like, there's no, it's so long since he exactly. was, that like, you know it's fresh you know exactly. it's like it's <laughs> right. actually f- fresh because just for whatever reason they kept him dead for as long as they did
0: yeah uh, because they brought his brother in and he served the exact same purpose that yeah he was serving Except a younger and brasher version oh, of so a much young brash brasher. character <laughs> <laughs> uh hardware season one number five of six
1: i thought the art was really cool in this um it's a Dennis Cowan, Bill Sinkovich, nice. Um, but yeah, if you're not, if you're reading it, you're reading it. Exactly. Kind of one of those things. Same thing with Iron Man number nineteen. Ooh, I plowed through this one. No a good. Of, a lot of, lot of, three quarter headshots. <laughs> a lot of just like everybody loves those. Iron Man talking to Korvac. Uh, although I am looking forward to perhaps the next issue, because it's starting a new storyline. Cool. And I just think they milked this Korvac thing for way too long
0: is sure a graphic novel volume one it is a light novel not a manga so careful oh. uh jim henson's storyteller shapeshifters number three is out uh kingdom hearts three number three is out that is a manga as well uh kubo won't let me be invisible graphic novel volume one damn it kubo <laughs> let her be invisible <laughs> why won't you don't know what do you got against invisibility well, i'm gonna have to read it to
1: find out perhaps he read the invisible man and he's saving her the horrific enemy to be fair it is uh not
0: great yeah uh little monsters number three is out i read that yeah it's fine yeah it's fine it's fine it's not it's cool i like where it's going but it's it's taken a little bit to get there yeah it's dragging a touch yeah maestro world Ooh. war m number Ooh. three of five i read this and i thought it was pretty good I've I've liked all of these Maestro series, so I'm not surprised. It's hard for me because I don't
1: like like the character, and it's hard for me to get hyped about it. But bo- like Fair. when Maestro was in Hulk, it was like he was part of Hulk, and Hulk was right, good, and exactly. Hulk was there. But now it's just Maestro, and um, right, you know. But that said, it was good. I'm every time I read a like, I don't know why I just like wrote Peter David off as like this tragedy, I like know. oh, it's so sad. But like he's on, he's just he's as good as he ever absolutely was. Absolutely
0: amazing, still. Yeah, I'm. Uh,
1: my only complaint is glossy paper.
0: <laughs> my only complaint is that they brought him back and they were like, didn't giving him, they didn't give him uh, X Factor. Mm. Like, it was up there, ready to go, and he was there, and they were like, oh, we got to test you out on this Spider Man series to make sure that your brain's still working. And he was like, okay, fine, I'll do this Spider Man. So it was great, and yeah. they're like, man, eh, we've already pissed the that. The X-Factor thing down our legs. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but then he did boom. Mad Rocks. Yeah, <laughs> which is amazing. It was. Uh, Manifest Destiny number 46 is out. I did not read this because I knew I would have no idea what was happening. <laughs> this book has taken a turn, and I do not know what is going on. Uh, marauders number two. read it. Yeah? I don't like it as much as the other Marauders. Well, I mean, come on. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, Metal Society, number one.
1: Uh, this is the one that I told you was Super Boxers, except for the main character <laughs> yes. was a, a, a female, but then you didn't know what Super Boxers was.
0: And I couldn't I felt, remember. I felt dumb. I was it thinking, was the Marvel graphic without... novel, yes, Super Boxers. Super Boxers yes. by Ron now, Wilson, I, now which I is remember. actually
1: incredibly enjoyable and one of the best Marvel graphic novels, hmm. having read a
0: smattering of them. Very strange. It's good. Okay. Uh, what about Monkey Meat, number five of five? If you can handle
1: looking at drawings of things scooping brains out of skulls and eating it you know lot, i can then uh that would be the one like trigger warning i would <laughs> say but i love juni ba and i thought it was good it kind of it was um some of the issues of this series felt more like detached from this kind of overall concept but this is actually about the monkey meat and mm-hmm. uh the character design is just so cool and then there's this amazing like page at the end where he did like a fake sighting, like a like a weekly world news photograph of the monkey character that or the character that eats the, the monkey meat, which yep. is just monkey brains in cans. I don't know. It's 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 definitely like an an
0: art comic, but oh, yeah, it's
1: yeah. uh it, it it does. But have it's a like,
0: fun, crazy art comic. Yeah, it's it's not, like a turtles
1: esque yeah. kind of like it, out there but like having fun right you it's know? like
0: it's like those issues of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that were like later when they let random people yeah, on like,
1: like the ones that look like, like Kyle weird. Baker yeah yeah totally yeah.
0: stuff where it's just like what two. the fuck happened <laughs> totally
1: <laughs> random that you brought that up because I literally just read two issues of Turtles that I was like I don't remember the anything <sighs> like this and it was like just very much like it looked like um like Bill Ray or something yeah, like that it was absolutely. like super ultra like smooth and they like,
0: did such a cool thing, like, back in the day. I mean, I've probably hyped on this (laughs) so many times, but come on. The Turtles, like, the later issues when they just let independent people have them, Yeah, and they're just like, oh, we like what you do. Here, tell this story about the Turtles as... Giant hulking kappa's that were enslaved by Splinter in the you know <sighs> yeah back the one, in the feudal era of Japan to get revenge on his you know, master. The, the one I read right. was
1: like aliens abducted uh, Raph and yep. a cow, and they were like next to, and, and then
0: right. That's Cowlick. That's the the weird. <laughs> that's Steve <laughs> Steve Levine's character. Oh, funny. Uh,
1: yes. Well, it was like the there was like a note in there where it was like Raph can speak cow
0: because it's a comic book <laughs> I was like, that's great <laughs> yeah that's the one that i think that i thought looked like kyle baker oh, kind funny, of like yeah. kyle yeah. baker yeah it looks like uh
1: to me like kind of almost like Spumco. like well yeah you know, yeah, yeah you know, exactly yeah
0: which i think i always think of kyle baker as looking very Renan stimpy-esque yeah but maybe I, i'm, maybe I'm i don't sure.
1: know I, i've i've been reading because uh, i've been going through my comics uh some old instant pianos i pulled those out wow. and uh those are so good. They're so Holy good. Shit. And it's weird because his style forever, is man. like and, and I know this is going to seem timely because of the whatever happening this week, but like his his style in a lot of ways reminds me of Neil Adams. But like also yeah. like Spumco. <laughs>
0: like yeah. It's like no, it's no, such I, a weird I hybrid style yeah, that I no, it's I true. love it. He he definitely does that I guess that's the thing that keeps him from looking like a Ren and Stimpy mm. kind of thing is that he like he can do ultra the, detailed. He does like, also have the the Neil Adams in him to yeah, do. So yeah. yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. That's yeah, cool. The um, other thing I found
1: yeah. was like a pre uh, instant piano. It's called Epic Light, and it's an epic uh, epic magazine, you know, like the imprint of Marvel epic, Mm -hmm. but it was like a humor book they tried and it's just literally, it's, it's instant piano. Oh, wow. It's like a proto, it's like Kyle Baker's in it, Evan Dorkin's in it, Evan Dorkin did the cover. Mm -hmm. It's got the first murder family, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: You know what, you know what Fantagraphics needs to reprint? Speaking of the death of Neil Adams this week. Oh. um, Skate man? (laughs) Okay. Yes. But more than that, Son of God comics need to be Ooh. reprinted. I don't know what that is. I've never even heard of it. Uh, from uh, National Lampoons, oh. he did a superhero Jesus comic called Son of God comics, and it was spread over like three or four issues. Okay, I think I actually have seen that. I feel I like it, it could be it could be like a trade. I think there's enough issue there's enough pages of it that it could be a full trade, and it was done. I think at the exact same time that Damien Hellstrom was coming out Mm. and it was almost like a flip of Damien Hellstrom where it was just like Jesus, instead of being the son of Satan, it was the son of God. Which is the cool thing.
1: So this why I don't like comics like Hellstorm, because I just like, if you're not, if you're going to be scared of showing Jesus, like, why are you doing comics about angels and demons? Like I just, I, and I understand that it's like (laughs) nobody else has that compunction, but I, I do and even knowing that like there's that weird i think it's gary friedrich uh ghost rider where they like it's the friend or something like that it's literally it's jesus but then at the last minute editorial was like no you can't have jesus and so they like (laughs) and then they had like i don't know it's it's a story that i read once and now don't remember the details of and shouldn't be running my mouth about on a podcast but um but yeah, I just like, I don't know. That's why I like Loaded Bible. Like I just, yeah. it's so dumb, but I fucking love it. Cause it's like, <laughs> if you're going to tell me that the devil is a, a fi- mm-hmm. you know, is a fictional right. component yeah, yeah. of a superhero universe, then Jesus absolutely has to also be part of that universe and he sure. never is. Sure. But National Lampoon could do that.
0: Well, I mean, unless it's a Jewish comic, in which case it could oh, be, right. unless it could just be that Jesus is a random prophet. Right. You know, so you could also do that. Uh, but all right. Or yeah. I assume a Muslim comic as well. Yeah. But I'm not 100% They're, sure how, how Muslims feel about the the, the canonization of Jesus. Or, they
1: believe he was real, and was I think a, they believe he was a prophet. Yeah. But I don't really know. I'm not a comparative religious person. I
0: seem to remember that Farrakhan's a prophet that I think you ought to listen to. <laughs> What he can say to you, what you ought to do is follow for now. Power to the people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, also bring the Chuck race. D was <laughs> indeed a prophet as well. <laughs> Except for I shouldn't maybe, say was, still is. Uh, he's he's a delightful man. I like, uh, I like that that guy. Monkey Prince Number Four. I
1: read this. It's very. Hard for me to follow, and it probably shouldn't be, but I think it's because I'm reading. I did actually, despite the fact that not a ton of comics came out, I read like all of them.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: and, and by read, I mean right sort of read, sort of skimmed, depending on which issue yeah. we're talking about.
0: Monkey Prince, it's fine, yeah. Uh, Nubia Coronation Special number one. The
1: array of artists on this was baffling. Well, I mean, in baffling in a good way to me, mm. but like Colleen Doran. Uh, Jill okay. Thompson
0: Oh what Yeah
1: yeah there's like a huge like Jill Thompson sequence in it Fuck um,
0: what Yeah
1: nice So it's like a you know sequel to that crossover that just wrapped up in whatever Nice
0: a- uh, Once in Future number 25 i's I love out. Dan
1: Mora he is the best yeah. and this comic is great and that's all I can say
0: I was going to say the same about Kieran Gillen nice. uh, Kieran Gillen
1: is also great and yeah. I think this is my favorite thing that he's ever read Once in future.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, One Piece graphic novel volume 99 is out. Uh, One Star Squadron number six is out. It's sad. Of course it is. I love it, but it's sad. Pop Rock's Iron Maiden, Eddie, Knights of the Dead pop figure is out. Uh, We have a Yara Floor. She has a pop out as well. Oh, cool. There's a... Radiant Black, number 14. Radiant Black. Uh, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number seven is out. All right,
1: so this is the one I'm going to talk about Remender. Okay. Okay, here's Do the it. thing. I'm going to back off. I am flipping through all these comics, and I'm thinking a lot about um, <clears throat> something that I read uh, in the passing of Neil Neil Adams. Uh, Larry Hama posted uh, a thing about um, Or no, it was a tangent based on something that Hama had posted, but it was Maybe it was Will Eisner that said it or something. Um, Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a weird tangent. There's a Rocketeer comic that came out this week. So that's probably the next comic we're going to talk about briefly, but I'll just mm-hmm. talk about it now. Rocketeer. In the back of this Rocketeer comic is this thing where it's just like a the story of the Rocketeer mm-hmm. in like and it's all the people that were around Dave Stevens when he was doing Rocketeer. And that's where I read this thing about every page tells a story, every panel tells a story, every row of panels tells a story like it should. And it's forgotten a lot in modern monthly comic storytelling that like every page is like leads your eye from one place to the next it or it's supposed to yeah and righteous thirst for vengeance is is a comic that does that that does like every page tells a story every the the colors are bright the the even though the story is dark Mm -hmm. it's I could absolutely just like picking that comic up know exactly what was happening understand like why it's has dramatic importance the art is really good the story is really good and it's like I feel like it should be trumpeted a little bit that this comic is done in such a way where it's like you pick up like (laughs) for me um I don't know. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but it's like I'm flipping through a lot of comics and Mm -hmm. so much of it is just like your eyes just glaze. You know, it's just like, boy, it's just this everything. It's like you have this ability with modern coloring. If you're smart to do so much and so many people just it's just flat. And I'm like, you have an infinite array of colors available to you like you should be (laughs) able to like. Use them to put things in the foreground, the background, to, yeah. like so. Like, not only is the art clear and the storytelling clear and the writing clear, but also the coloring is clear. And I just think it's a really good book. Yeah. Um, and and I just felt like it. Sh- they should be congratulated for that because I would say of all of the books that I read, maybe One Star Squadron, but One Star Squadron is just a very different book. Um, but all the stuff I read this this week. Like, that one, I was just like, I get this. Just picking it up, I get this. And I thought that's good storytelling.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I'm not, uh, speaking of not throwing people under the bus, I read two comics this week <laughs> where I I basically had a, a similar opinion only backwards <laughs> where I was like, man, these writers are phoning it in. Yeah. Like, th- they're not good at dialogue. They're not good at setting a scene why do they exist like this artist could have written this book better than this writer is writing it and i know that for a fact yeah totally and i feel like the people who don't who aren't superfluous writers in this world currently are the people who were professional comic artists who moved to being comic writers yeah. the Reminders of the world the scotty youngs of the world sure. the sean murphys of the world like of those the, the people who i was like oh this is an amazing this is an amazing narrative that i'm reading it, it's people who knew the art to begin with and i'm throwing myself under the bus here as somebody who's trying to do this kind of stuff yeah it's just like but it's they know better than you do which is well an artist can visualize yeah. a
1: page and vis- visualize a flow so i i that makes sense to me but sometimes when an artist is the sole creator it's like you know i actually i would say uh monkey meat also exactly. is like you know visually yep. it's leading you through the story is not very deep in that one it's just like he want. clearly he just wants to draw this guy like shredding his way through this entire comic book and that's just what it's about and the art is so good that it's like that's really all you need as long as that's what you're looking for but like but story art coloring all working together i just think this righteous thirst for vengeance is like just it's exactly right like it's they
0: are all on the same page i'm going to skip forward and then come back oh sure because i think this is a good segue into twig oh yeah because here you have scotty Young. Pairing up with an artist that he knows for a fact can do the thing that he wants. And as an artist, he can tell the person what he wants exactly. Yeah. And he can draw it for them. But he doesn't have to do the legwork of drawing the comic. He can do the character designs if he wants to. He can do any of these things. He can set this person up with the entire palette of this world Mm -hmm. and be like, this is what's going on. And I would like to move with this. I mean, he probably, I would not be surprised to find out that he does, like, an animatic type, like, sketch out, like, layouts Mm. for these pages. Uh, But either way, amazing. It's because he couldn't have done this. As good as Scotty Young is, it would have been a cartoon version of this, Hmm. where in this, it's more of a real, legitimate fantasy art Version of this work, yeah, it
1: did feel like 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 it feels three dimensional, exactly. yeah,
0: in a way that that
1: that Scotty's art doesn't always, which is not, a but no, it's not knocking no it because knock obviously he's him. one of the most popular he, artists in comics. He so like, does you know, what he awesome. does
0: perfectly. He is one of the best at the style of stuff that he does. But this is not the style of art that he does. Right, um, but it's know. it's adjacent but in it is, a way. It, it's interesting how it is adjacent. It's more like a children's book illustrator. Yeah. You know, but it's funny because a children's book illustrator can't usually do sequential comics. It's usually a bad call to have a children's book person right. go straight to that because they don't understand the medium because it's such a a lot of people think that it's just like, oh, if you can draw, you can draw a comic. But right. there's there That's, are very no, specific so skills involved in that kind of stuff. And so Yeah. And, I felt like
1: Twig was kind of like bone uh, like is, in a way, yeah, like that kind of fantasy. Definitely bone like, just like,
0: as well. Um, I only have one complaint about Twig, and it is basically that I, it's something that, it's like headcanon, so I need to, you know, not have that. But it's like, to me, Twig seems like it was a video game that they were writing and yeah. not a comic. Hmm. That's my, that was my only feeling about it. Yeah. It still looks great. Yeah, it could easily be a great
1: like cartoon too. It, yeah, uh-huh. but
0: like the way that they're like collecting gems and things and I was like, "Oh man, uh. like they're trading gems for certain things and I was like, it's like a mobile game came to life, <laughs> but uh, but it is written well and it's illustrated beautifully and yeah, it's if you like if you like this type of thing, if you liked Canto or Bone or you know, any of yeah. any of that kind of, like, adult children's story fantasy stuff, you're going to love this.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, okay, so now I'm going to cut back to, we've already talked about The Rocketeer, yeah. uh, Spider-Man 2099 Exodus Alpha. I thought it was actually really good. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Uh, for, for a Spider-Man 2099 comic, like, it's everything that you'd want.
0: Yeah, I- exactly. It's It really is just kind of, somebody says shock. Um... <laughs> Yeah. And that's it. That's all I really need out of the Spider-Man 2099.
1: The, the, uh, the art was uh was good. I that's what I really need the Spider-Man uh 2099 comic to to have good art. Like
0: it's funny how I never I never recognized that guy as being a genius. Rick Leonardi, the, the the original Spider-Man. Yeah. 2099 it's guy. Rick Leonardi. I guess. I love I, him. I didn't know anything about him, and I didn't know that he was respected by anyone. Sean Murphy is absolutely fucking obsessed with his artwork. He I loves see that. it. Yeah. He's like this. He's always talking about the way that this guy draws. And I was like, I don't know who that really is. I never yeah. paid attention. He but was, I, I think, of 2099 is just like a disposable garbage comic. Which I guess from all Yeah, I don't think it was. All like almost all of the professional comic artists that I know are fans of twenty ninety nine. I think so, whether you were odd. into
1: that or not is like an age thing. Like for me, twenty ninety nine came out at a time where I was like I graduated high school yeah. and I kinda was just like getting away from comics for right. a while and it just wasn't a thing that I got into. But if I had been into comics, you know, if I was born six years later than yeah. I was, like I probably would have been hella into twenty ninety
0: nine. And that fucking costume design. It's great. Give me a break. It is too good. Yeah. That is like that is too good for a comic called Spider Man twenty ninety nine. such a good comic. Le- Leonardi is
1: is um, like I first remember him as like x Men fill in artist.
0: Oh weird. he was
1: around for a couple issues of the at least I know of the like Outback era. Ooh. Like remember when X Men was weekly? <laughs>
0: Oh or bi
1: weekly or whatever. It was on the cover. I don't like,
0: remember it yeah, yeah, because I, I wasn't reading it at that point, but I went back and but read a few all of those A few issues. of
1: those I, I know and he, he would do I mean he just was like he was kind of like the fill in artist to me. <laughs> like he did a ton of different stuff, probably New Mutants, things like that. Um mostly Marvel, I think. And then Oh, and also uh Cloak and Dagger. Oh, nice. Yeah. He did uh
0: Oh, I can definitely he see. He actually that.
1: might have been like the Was he the original Cloak and Dagger artist? I don't artist? know. He might not have been the first one, because but he was like Cloak on and Dagger the, was
0: on their first appearance was in an an amazing Spider-Man or a spectacular one.
1: Between. Yeah, I think it was Spectacular, but I do think that when they had their series that he he was the oh, cool. he, if he wasn't the first artist on it, he he was the artist so, yeah, that would have been the f- one of the first things I remember. But then, yeah, he he was, like, I think the biggest thing that he did was Spider-Man 2099. Hmm. Like, that was, like, I, his... That I was mean, Peter
0: David and him. Yeah, I mean, it was big. And, honestly, now I want to go back and read the whole thing. Yeah, there's probably uh, an omnibus. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I, I definitely... If they make an omnibus for that and it isn't, like, bold, like... Uh, what do they call that? Like, chromium? <laughs> it isn't whatever the cover for the first one is. I I can't buy it. It has to be that dumb yeah, fucking cover. It has cover. to have that metallic cover. Uh, Star Trek. Mirror War, number six of eight, is out. Star Wars, number 23, is out. And Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, number one of five, is out. I only read Obi-Wan Kenobi. I liked Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Here's, and oh, I'm throwing somebody under the bus now. Fuck. <laughs> but when I read this, I was like, "This." as much as I enjoyed this comic and I thought it was really well written, it wasn't written like Obi-Wan Kenobi, the character. Like, when you heard the voice, it was like, you know he has a specific patois that he uses. Yeah. He has a very wizened, like he has a type of vocalization that when you write it like it's the the voice in the head of fucking Jack Reacher or something, it doesn't work. So I I thought that was weird, but I still think the comic was really good, and I really enjoyed reading it. I liked the plot. I liked everything. I just was fascinated by the fact that they were so off-model with his dialogue. That's all. Mm. That was the only thing, that was my only complaint about it.
1: Hey, uh, I just Googled Rick Leonardi. He designed, from an uh, initial concept by Mike Zeck, the black costume of Spider-Man as well.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, like Zack did.
1: did the first sketch, and then he uh, refined it, according to Peter David.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Zeck did it with an airbrush on the side of somebody's van first, and then <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see. All right, Star Wars, The High Republic, Volume 3, Jedi's, End. He created the rose, too. Leonardo, the Rose of Spider-Man villain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, I'll stop. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, for some reason, I thought you were talking about the Rose, the Gypsy Rose Lee story. Yes, that's often a reference I drop. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Well, she was a stripper and had wound up with a musical based about... Oh, remember. Gypsy,
1: the musical. I know yes. what
0: that is. Isn't that, isn't that what the Rose is, the song The Rose? Some say love... It, is, it maybe, is. Oh no, that's different. That's another song.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Fuck. sorry, I'm I'm train wrecking this. You were not going to talk about the thing after Obi wan Kenobi.
0: I was, but it was Suicide Squad, so I kind of won't. The
1: final issue. I actually thought it was pretty good. Oh,
0: good. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I I actually ended up uh, this the it never got to be as good as obviously as Tom Taylor's run, but it um it did end up being like once they got past that stupid thing where Amanda Waller conquered an entire <laughs> Earth. Um, and that was done. Then, then it just became the, in this one, they try to, uh, kidnap, uh, Lex Luthor. And that's the whole issue. It's just the suicide squad trying to kidnap Lex Luthor. It's pretty good.
0: Um, let's see. Is there a male porn star called sex (laughs) Luthor? I, God, I hope so. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> tales of the Super Pets, trade paperback. How to get sued, part one. <laughs> oh, come on. There's a fucking wrestler named Lex Luger. I mean. <laughs> it's about the same. Uh, but this has Super Pets in it. Ah. If you don't like that, I don't know what to tell you. Wait, what has Super Pets uh, in it? Tales of the Super Pets, tales. The trade paperback.
1: Ah, how many guess, Tales are in guess
0: it? Guess how, how Tales is spelled, Guess
1: is it spelled t-a-l-e-s
0: no it's not i always get it wrong it's (laughs) t-a-i-l-s oh that's good (laughs) because they have tails
1: (sighs) oh man oh man did i tell you about the super pet i discovered at the comic convention i went to last weekend was it the the flash turtle no did you know the challengers of the unknown had their own super pet yes you did. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I'm
0: sorry because I literally have this collection of challengers that I've been going through and putting in the bins. So Wait, what? I have a I have a bunch of challengers from the silver age that I'm pulling together. And they're in the bins? They're not in the bins yet. Oh, okay. I was no, going to say that. They're in a I... box and I'm I've got to press them.
1: I need I need all of them because I'm obsessed with challengers. I was the challengers I was really
0: amazed when I saw they're like he's like a he reminds me of the... His name is Cosmo. Well, he also reminds me of the, uh, the the Jetson's pet that happened later where it's like just a weird spring monster that happened later on when they were...
1: Oh, yeah. He reminds me of Rocket Raccoon because he's like literally sure. a space raccoon. He's like absolutely a raccoon. He's like orange and he's got little yep. spots. He does. And he doesn't talk except for he says squunk he squunk, squunk. But squawk, he has right? like weird cosmic powers yep. that like he's just like a Deus ex machina. And yep. he'll be like, Oh, you know, Cosmo <laughs> go blast that guy, and their little raccoon will like go go squunk, squunk squunk and squunk.
0: And he's adorable. He's a little he's a little baby Yoda.
1: Yeah. Yep. He's amazing. And to my delight. No one in the 1980s turned him into a weird cannibalistic space monster with tentacles, so he's like completely unused since the 60s. Which they totally need to do. No, 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 no. (laughs) That's been done to death. Every single cute character from the 60s has been turned into a death monster. It's turn him into something interesting. I'm
0: gonna make him even cuter. Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) I mean, I wonder if he's in the Super
0: Pets comic that came out. Ooh, I wonder. I doubt it. I feel like that's probably too too deep a pull for it's them. It's too
1: on the nose. But that said, the coincidences of the universe of comics are such that I would be willing to bet I'll see him in a comic that comes out probably. within the next
0: month. <laughs> um, it's possible. I mean, when does Challengers of the Unknown take place in DC continuity? It's kind Is it of nebulous. The but vague future.
1: No, no, it's, it's like it's the like, like the past. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it would be like the equivalent of silver age, like the silver age. So it would be oh, so, like so.
0: So it was like the sixties. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. But I think that in a lot of ways, like it's been weird. Like sometimes they'll portray them as like old people that were around before hmm. the Justice League, and then sometimes they'll like like the, the the previous to Gerard Way's Doom Patrol, the one that Keith Giffen did. Uh, like Rocky was in that as like a priest. Because in that Jeff Loeb, uh, Tim Sale series, they made him a priest.
0: That's too much continuity for me. Yeah, well, (laughs) I've read a lot
1: of Challengers comics recently because I I absolutely think they are the best. And, uh, yeah, they have the best villains. They have the best super pet. Their comics are
0: amazingly insane. (laughs) It's the best. Uh, What about Task Force Z number seven? Yeah, I don't know why this comic exists. It's fine.
1: I don't know. I, it's it's just, it's fine, but I, do, I don't get it at somebody, all. Somebody, somebody. I guess it's just like they need a way to kill mm-hmm. villains and then bring them back to life. Their,
0: their pitch was, hey, Task Force X, you know, the next one Z. What if the Z stood for zombies? What about Task Force Y? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so they turn into yaks for next <laughs> uh Task Force Yakov Smirnov. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> In DC continuity, <laughs> uh, zombies eat you. Well, no. no, that's too In, on the nose. Incredible Hulk Epic Collection Crossroads Trade Paperback. Ooh, that is when the Hulk goes down to the crossroads, falls down on his knees, meets the devil, and learns to play guitar like Robert Johnson. Nice, I love that storyline. It's it's really good. <laughs> Honestly, just, there's
1: a take on the Hulk that hasn't
0: been done. I, <laughs> If he toured around as a blues musician yeah. who sold his soul to Mephisto, Bam. Um, I would just, he just looks like the Hulk, but he's dressed like a blues guy. Yes. I, he's got this
1: tiny guitar. He's like, Hulk he's, finger too big.
0: Uh, that's why he had to sell his soul, <laughs> yeah. because he had one of those Gibson L-Zeros, the little tiny thing that Robert Johnson had. Uh, Amazing. Wait, Robert Johnson played a Gibson? He did, yeah. I didn't know that. It was an L-Zero. Neat. Neat. Yeah, which is, I believe, the first guitar Gibson made because they previously, I believe, only made mandolins huh. up until that point. That's cool. I like that trivia. I believe that is true. It's which better is, than
1: my Cosmo the, the Space raccoon <laughs> trivia. It's
0: also true about Washburn guitars. I believe Washburn uh, was exclusively a mandolin manufacturer as well.
1: Doug is a big Washburn guitar fan. Doesn't I, he have a Washburn uh, acoustic guitar?
0: Potentially. I think he does. I don't know. All I know is either him or my friend Carl Hans. the, The Gibson L Zero, I learned mostly. I was a big Robert Johnson fan, but also I went to a yard sale and at a hillbilly's house and literally saw a child running around trying to hit a dog with this guitar. And I was like, is that guitar for sale? Because I didn't want him to keep hitting the dog with the guitar. And they said, yeah, it's a dollar. And I bought it and it was a Gibson L-Zero. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the Gibson? The fuck does that mean? Why would it say the Gibson? Oh, because there was only one. <laughs> that is insane. Do you still have it? No, I sold it to Noah De Philippus's dad. Oh, of course. I, at I the Rose tra- Cottage? I traded it to his dad for a beautiful Gretsch electric. Wow, for a, a Gretsch rally from the 1960s. Oh, sick! But this was—it was not in the greatest of shape, as you could tell by the fact that, <laughs> that there, was a, there was a there was a, dog a with really it. horrible child who was trying to beat a dog with it, uh, it's chasing <laughs> chasing this dog around the <laughs> the That's yard. That's insane. Were, why were you in Appalachia? After? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Appalachia, as in uh, the someplace in Portland. Oh, okay no we were we were in hillbilly country and just the no, fact just that apparently local they were yeah there were suburban hillbillies i mean
1: technically appalachia goes all the way up here
0: see there you go um it's not too far stretch sorry i mean sons of the soil Oh, uh, that's what <laughs> i meant to say sure. anyway yes so that's <laughs> that's my weird story involving uh the the gibson zero the famous robert johnson guitar that's cool um we got Sandman Book 3. So just in case anybody's keeping track, these things are now the new version of the Sandman books. Previously, they were in 10 volumes. They are now going to be, I believe, in five volumes. I think that's how they're split up. They're wow. double-sized. They're 35. Uh, some of them are 30. Some of them are 35, depending on how many issues. And it's it's a much better deal. It's pretty cool that they're doing them this. Nice. We've oh, got cool. uh, Thor by Jason Aaron, the complete collection, volume five. Holy that crap. would be the end of his complete collection, I think.
1: The complete collection, one so, fifth.
0: <laughs> I mean, so far because he is, I, I think he's still gonna write more more Thor on the on the horizon, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, TMNT number one twenty eight is out. Cool. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars number fifteen we've already talked about twig twig is good twig Twig is good twig is great we surrender our will as of this date um (laughs) world of krypton number six is out
1: that's another comic that i don't understand why it comes out but okay
0: I don't understand either. And I love
1: DC Comics, and I haven't even looked at a single issue of this comic. <laughs>
0: the The weird B cover on this with the cell shading and everything is really strange. I didn't look at it. Also, the baby looks like baby photos of me, which is really funny. Okay. Oh, so you should buy it. I should. It's a Tristan variant. It probably is. Uh, anyway, there it is. That's what we got. Um, those are all of the comic books and everything that we have to say about comics at all in general. This is the final episode. This is the final <laughs> countdown. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and Free uh, Comic Book Day is, free this comic is book day. Saturday. It, it is it is upcoming. What time I, do you open on Saturday? Probably same old time. Maybe 10 o'clock. I don't know. Ooh. Might open early. Who knows? Depends on <laughs> how many people we have and if, you know, whatever's going on. <sighs> Good God. God, I hate Free Comic Day. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most nightmarish day of all of them, but... Because there's a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, especially right now where it's like, so we've calmed our mask mandate mm. because I just, I literally the stress of like yeah, telling, telling every single person. The number of people I had to tell in a day, I was just like, yeah, like potential confrontations 20 to 30 times a day. It's like, you can't do it. Yeah. It's going to burn you out. And I was like, I can't you know i can't be everybody's fucking mom yeah you know so if you're if you're all willing to do this you know an n95 will protect you from somebody else so wear one if you come in and you'll be safe but i don't know the cases keep going up one of my friends got it she was hospitalized her eyes swelled closed and like you know it sucks yep but you know what are you gonna do
1: no, it's. I I mean, I'm in the same boat and I only have to tell like two people a day. So, yeah, like, it's too just, much. Like, it's, I'm basically like trying to get ours lifted just because I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Like, yeah. I hate like having that conversation. It's I think, just so awkward. I think
0: we are finally, I think, I mean, as Fauci's already said that we're in an endemic, not a pandemic anymore. So. Yeah. Hopefully that it's going to continue to be these mild infections and nobody's going to die from it. And knock on the woods, or at least we're going to yeah. be down to you know flu levels of death.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's where we're going to end up. Is just like a yearly booster, yeah. and you know some people won't get it.
0: And yeah, I think that's where we're at. So hopefully it's that. Um, not that anybody wants to hear about that at the end yeah, of no, the podcast. True. But uh, follow us at Co City Comics and uh, buy things from us and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do all the things. You should. So we appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next week with more comic books. Yeah. yeah. Good night. Yeah. Bye.